We're towards the bottom of Mem Gimel Amud Beis where it says Eisve. The first word on the line is Avuch. The Gemara here is discussing this that it says in the Mishnah later on Daf Mem Hey. What did they do in the Beis Hamikdash? They went around the Mizbeach every day. That's what it says. The Makifin is a Mizbeach. They would go around. But the question is with what? So there was a Machlokes Amiraim here. Rabbi Loza said they would go around with the Luluf, not with an Arava. But then there's other Amiraim here that said that they would go around with the Arava. That Arava that they would stand up at the Mizbeach, they would go around with it. So there's a discussion over here about this. And what, the reason why this is relevant to what we are talking about is because the Gemara had a question after the Chorbim of the Beis HaMikdash in Eretz Yisrael where they know the Kviyas of the Chaydish and they know the exact day of the Yontif, why wouldn't we push off Shabbos like they did when Shabbos falls out on Hashanah Rabbah? And the Gemara answered because what they did with the Arava in the Beis HaMikdash and what we do with the Arava today is not the same. In the Beis HaMikdash they stood it up at the Mizbeach and today we just uh, hold it in our hands or we shake it or we bang it so it's not the same thing. So therefore, there's no connection, so we're not going to push off Shabbos today to show that, the, that in, in the time of the Beis HaMikdash, the mitzvahs were not taira. So the Gemara is discussing this now. Is it true that in the Beis HaMikdash, they would not hold it in their hands? They, they, that, so it's dependent on this machlaikis. When it says makifim, would they go around with that rava holding it in their hands or not? So now the Gemara will bring a clear raya from a lashon of a b'raisa, where you see that even in the time of the Beis HaMikdash, they would hold it in their hands, similar to the way we do the mitzvah today. So the question was asked, I said in the B'raiseh, Luluf pushes off Shabbos if the first day of Sukkot falls out in Shabbos. And Arava pushes off Shabbos when the end, when the last day, the seventh day, Hashanah Rabba falls out in Shabbos. Once it happened, So the last day of Sukkot came out in Shabbos. And it pushes off Shabbos. So ve'eviu murbiyos shel arave me'erev Shabbos. They brought murbiyos, which is these araves, but it's these very tall araves that they need for the mizbeach. So they prepared it. They brought it to the Beis Hamikdash before Shabbos. Ve'enichom ba'azara. They left it there in the azara to be used on Shabbos. Ve'ikiru behem ba'saisin. The ba'saisin, which is a version of the tzdaikim, they saw that they brought these araves. Ve'natlum and they took it. Ve'kafshem tachas avanim and they hid it under rocks. Because rocks are mukta. So if they'll hide it under rocks, it won't be able to be used. They didn't want it to be used. Lamacha the next day, Hikiru Ben Amayaaretz. The Amayaaretz noticed where it was. They noticed that it's under the rocks. And they were Amayaaretz. They didn't know the Alacha that it's really mukta. But so they, these Amayaaretz were not by Saisim. These Amayaaretz agreed with the Chachamim that you're supposed to do it on Shabbos. They pulled it out from under the rocks. They pulled it out from under the rocks. And the Kayanim brought these Aravis and they put them up at the side of the Mizbeach. Okay, so that, that's the, the, what happened here in the story. And what's uh, the reason why the Baisaisim did not want that they should use these uh, Aravis for the Mitzvah? Because the Baisaisim do not agree. They don't agree. To this, that Chibot is Doich Shabbos. Now, what does the word Chibot mean? Chibot is a Machlekes Roshenim. According to Rashi, Chibot means the shaking, the waving of the Aravis. In other words, the Chibot Arava in the time of the Beis HaMikdash. What would they do the Arava? They wouldn't just stand it up by the Mizbeach. They would hold it in their hands and they would shake it. That's Rashi's Pshat. According to the Rambam, Chibot means what we do today. To bang it. To bang it on the floor. 
But the point is, from this Lashon of the Braise, you see that they wouldn't just simply place the Arava on the, by the Mizbeach and that's it. It says Chibut Arava, which means they would hold it, they would shake it, they would bang it, similar to what we do today. So Alma Benetilihi, I see that the mitzvah of Arava is not just to place it by the Mizbeach, but the mitzvah is to hold it in your hands. To Yufte, so this refutes Rabbi Loza's opinion that says that they would not hold Arav in their hands, they would only stand it up by the Mizbeach. So the conclusion here is that the mitzvah of Arav today and the mitzvah of Arav, the way it was done in the time of the Besamikdash, is similar. If so, the Gemara's question is, If so, in Eretz Yisrael, even after the Chobun of the Beis HaMikdash, we should push off Shabbos, just like in the time of the Beis HaMikdash. Because it's, it, it, then it's the mitzvah, and now the mitzvah is done in the same way. Even if now it's not a mitzvah minatayra, because we don't have the mizbeach, but still, because it's a mitzvah that's done in the same way, we should push off Shabbos as well. So the Gemara answers, the reason is, why don't we push off Shabbos in Eretz Yisrael, Kivin the Anan Dachinon, since us in Golos, we do not push off Shabbos when it falls out on Hishana Rabbe, Inu Nami Dachu. They also don't push off Shabbos. We don't want it to be different. Rashi explains, and Amr Aleph over here, that there's a concept of um, you don't want Klal Yisrael to be divided into groups. In Eretz Yisrael, they do like this, and over here we do, we do different. In Eretz Yisrael, it pushes off Shabbos, by us it does not push off Shabbos. Even though you have the concept of Yom Tev Sheni, which our Yom Tev is different than it is in Eretz Yisrael. But for this, for this extent to push off Shabbos, it's just a very extreme thing to make a difference between Eretz Yisrael and Chutzlar. They don't want it to be two different groups, and therefore it looks like two Tairis, Rashi says. And therefore, if by us it doesn't push of Shabbos, and Eretz Yisrael it doesn't push of Shabbos either. So, but for Yantif, Harishain, but when it comes to the first day of Yantif, regarding Lulev, so before in the Gemara we said that for the Lulev, on the first day of Yantif, for us it's not going to push off Shabbos. And our conclusion before was that for an Eretz Yisrael, when the first day of Yantif falls out on Shabbos, it is Deicha Shabbos. So we see that we do make this division of Eretz Yisrael and Chutz Laaretz. So now the Gemara retracts that. The Gemara is Chayzer. Omri, the Yeshiva students answered, The truth is, just like by us, we don't push off Shabbos if it falls out on the first day. And Eretz Yisrael, the same thing. For Lulav, they don't push off Shabbos when it falls out on the first day. So the Gemara asks Harat of what it said before. So the Gemara asks, But if so, now we have a question of these, the, the, the Lashon of these two Mishnas. The Tani Chodah, in one Mission it says, That on Shabbos, they would bring their Lulav before Shabbos to the Beis HaMikdash, to the Harabayas. And in another Mission it says, that they would bring their live to the shul, to the Beis HaKnesses, not to the Beis HaMikdash. Umitatsinon, what did we answer before? Kam bezman she Beis HaMikdash kayam, and kam bezman sheim Beis HaMikdash kayam. That the, the Mishnah that says Harabayas is when the Beis HaMikdash is standing, it pushes off Shabbos. And when it says the shul, it's when the Beis HaMikdash is not standing. And it pushes off Shabbos even after the Chorban of the Beis HaMikdash. So how can we say that regarding Lulav, that it does not push off Shabbos? But it says in the Mishnah, you bring it to the Beis HaKnesses. So the Gemara says a different answer now. Loi, that's not the right answer. Both of those Mishnahs are talking about when the Beis HaMikdash is standing. And it's not a question. One Mishnah is talking about in the Beis HaMikdash. They would bring the Luluf to the Beis HaMikdash. And another one is talking about in the Beis HaKnesses. In, uh, outside in Gvulin and the other places. 
that's an like Rashi here brings in Eretz Yisrael in those times when they, they still had a bezdin of smuchin and they knew exactly when the chaydish was, right? So, the, so then they would uh, they would bring the lulav to the Beis Knesses and it would push off Shabbos. But after the chorban of the Beis Hamikdash, in a time when we don't know the kviyas of the chaydish, and in Chutzlar it's not Deicha Shabbos, in Eretz Yisrael it's also not Deicha Shabbos. It's the same thing. That's the maskan of the Gemara, and that's that's the way it is today. Shabbos is never we never doich Shabbos, not for the mitzvah of lulav and not for the mitzvah of arava. But the interesting thing is, and this is what we had before in the Gemara, regarding lulav, it could happen that the first day of Sukkot falls out on Shabbos many times. When it, when it comes to Hashanah Rabbe, it'll never fall out on Shabbos. That's one of the reasons why Rosh Hashanah can't be on a Friday. Loy adu Rosh. Why can't it be on a Friday? Because if Rosh Hashanah is on a Friday, Hashanah Rabbe is going to be on Shabbos. And we don't want Hashanah Rabbe to ever fall out on Shabbos. So there's a sikh where the Rebbe talks about the sinyan, it's also connected to Atasis before, where the Rebbe says, look, it's an um, unbelievable thing. The mitzvah of lulev, which l'chayr is the ikr mitzvah, the ta'ald minim. That's something that sometimes falls out in Shabbos and you push it off. Arave, which is not even mefurish in the Torah, as the Gemara said before, it doesn't say befurish, the mitzvah of arav in the Torah, it's learned out from, uh, from, a, from the fact that it says arvei, loshen rabim, or according to another opinion, it's a halach misinai, it's not befurish in the Torah. This we make sure that it should never fall out on Shabbos, never to miss the mitzvah of Arava. It's more chashiv in that sense. And the Gemara before said, we want to be mefarsim that this is minatayda. Why is it so? So, Beruchni Sanyanam, the Rebbe explains that the point is that Arava is that simple yid. The lulav, the hadasim, the esrik, each one of them has a certain maila, whether it's the good smell, whether the good taste. So it's, a, it's talking about the level of a yid where he has a certain maila of who he is. What's that Arava? Arava has no smell, has no taste, so what is he? He also belongs in the Dal Minim. Why? Because he's the simple Yid that connects to the Eibishter with a Munapshuta without any of his own flavor that he puts into his connection. That simple connection is more powerful than the Dal Minim. When you separate the Arava for itself and it's a separate mitzvah, that they would make a whole celebration out of the Arava. In the time of the Besamikdash, besides the mitzvah of Dal Minim, there was a separate mitzvah that they focused a special attention to the Arava. Why? Because the Arava represents a deeper connection, more even than uh, more even than the Dal Minim itself. It's similar to the famous word that it says, Benigetanisachamayim. Just like Nisachamayim was a, such a big attention on Sukkis, the whole Simcha was with the Nisachamayim. Why? Because the wine has a good taste. The wine refers to a person understanding and his level that he could comprehend. The water represents that direct connection, which is it's, it's clear, has no taste, and it's the plain, simple connection of a yid. It's the same thing with arava. Arava has no taste, has no smell, and that's the direct connection. That's why we see over here that dafka regarding the arava, there was a special Indian in the time of the Beis Hamikdash, and even today, Hashanah Rabba will never fall out on Shabbos. It's the Etzman Hashanah. The Etzman Hashanah, correct. That's why the Shefer and Elul is higher than. Yeah, also says that similar when we get to the Shefer, yeah. Okay, let's continue. Zok the Gemara Amalei Abaye le Rabbah. The Bach says Rabbah. So Abaye said Rabbah. My Shno Lulav. What's the difference when it, when it comes to Lulav? The Avdina Lei Shiva Zeichel Mikdash. That today, as a Zeichel for the Beis Hamikdash, we do the Mitzvah of Lulav all seven days. My Shno Rabbah. And what's the difference when it comes to the Rabbah? The Loi Avdina La Shiva Zeichel Mikdash. That we don't make that Zeichel. We don't have Hashanah Rabbah. We don't take the Rabbahs. Every single day of Sukkot, we have it just on the last day on Hashanah Rabbah. Why don't we do it all seven days like it was in the Beis Hamikdash? All seven days they brought that Rav into the Beis Hamikdash. Amalei, so Rabbi said, because Hoyil v'Adam Yetzi dechayvasei ba'Rav she'balulif. 
because this inyan of arave, you can be yaitze with the arave that's there in the lulav. So you don't have to have the arave separately every single day. Amalei, so I asked him, but that's not, no, that, that arave in the lulav is not the separate arave. Hahumishum lulav utakavetle. That arave that's inside of the lulav, that's the arave that's part of the mitzvah of Dalad Minim, it's part of the mitzvah of lulav. But in the base of Mikdash, there was a separate thing, that they had the arave separately. Now, if you can argue and say the kamagbele v'hadamagbele, that maybe today you don't have to bring that over separately all seven days, but what you'll do is you you pick up the lulav and esrik once to do the mitzvah of lulav esrik, and then pick up the lulav a second time, not for the lulav but for the arava that's inside the lulav. Right, the arava is there inside, so you, you you pick it up a separate time for the arava inside, and that's how you yates the mitzvah of arava all seven days. So the Gemara says, but we don't do this though. We see every year when it comes Sukkot, every year, every day of Sukkot, we don't do this. We don't take the Lulav twice, once for the mitzvah of Lulav and once for the Arava that's inside the, uh, the, Arava, uh, the Lulav. Soon we'll see in the Gemara that according to another opinion, this is not even an option. The Arava has to be separate from the Lulav. But even if, even if the Arava, the mitzvah of Arava, could be part of the lulav, but the fact is we see that we don't pick up the lulav twice, once for lulav and once for arava. So the question remains, why today don't we make a zeche for the arava all seven days? So Rav Zvid answered the name of arava. Lulav, the oiraise, the lulav, the mitzvah of lulav, which is menat of dinon shiva zechel mikdash. So therefore, for this, we make a zeche all seven days, zeche to the time of the base of mikdash, that there was all seven days menat Arave de Rabbanon. The mitzvah of Arave is a mitzvah mit Rabbanon. So it doesn't have the same level of chshivis. Lo yavdinu le shivis eichel mikdash. So therefore we don't make a zeichel for this all seven days. Frek the Gemara leman. According to who is he saying this answer? That Lulav, sorry, that Arave is only mit Rabbanon. Ilei mela Abishol. Is it according to the opinion of Abishol? This was before in the Gemara and Daflam Adalit. Ha'amar, but Abishol said, it is menatayde. Because Arvei nachal ksiv. It uses a plural term of arve nachal. Shtayim is two mitzvahs here. Achas lulav. One is the mitzvah that you need for the lulav, and vachas lemikdash. And the second one was in the base of mikdash when they put it by the mizbeach or they walked around the mizbeach with it. So he says it's learned from a pasuk. It is menatayda. Il rabbanon. The rabbanon say that the source is not this pasuk. But what did they say? Hilchas segemirilah. The rabbanon said that the, the mitzvah of this, the separate mitzvah of arve is a halacha l'meishem yisinai. So he said that, that there's three things that were taught together as a halacha The halacha of Esonetiyas. I explained it then when we learned the Gemara and the Flamad This is in connection to Shemitah. Shemitah starts even 30 days before Shemitah. Shemitah starts and you're not allowed to work in the field 30 days before. But if you have trees that are spread around in a base of 50 by 50 uh, Amis, and you have trees there, you're allowed to do some work there to, to preserve the trees that they shouldn't die. That's, yeah, so that's, uh, that, it has to be a sapling, right? Young trees that uh, if, not, if you're not going to do this, they're going to die. Arave, this halacha here of the arave in the base of Mikdash, and this halachamayim, pouring of the water in the base of Mikdash, halacha these three things were taught together as a halacha lamayshimisina. So we see that it's not a Either it's a Pasik or it's a halacha l'mayshimisina. So why is he answering that we don't make a zecha all seven days because it's midrabbanon? It's not true. It's not. So Rav Zvid said in the name of Rav, the mitzvah of lulev that has the mitzvah 
even outside of the base of Mikdash. Right, the first day, the first day of Sukkot is Minatayra all over in the world. So therefore, of Dinalei Shiva, Zeichel and Mikdash. So for this, we make the Zeichel all seven days that it should be Zeichel and Mikdash. Because it's more of a Chashiv and Mitzvah. How do we see it's more Chashiv? Because it has an Ikim Minatayra, the first day at least. Arave, the last day Ikim Minatayra Begvulim, but Arave, outside of the base of Mikdash, it's no mitzvah minatayra at all. It's a mitzvah minatayra, but only in the base of Mikdash. Outside the base of Mikdash, there is no mitzvah of So therefore, lo yavdinon, shiva, zeichel, and Mikdash. So for this, we don't make the zeichel of Arava seven days, we just make it the zeichel one day, just on Neshan Arava. The uh, Ran actually says a very simple point. He says, when it comes to the lulav, if you're going to want to make a zeichel for the lulav one day, it's not going to be a zeichel of Mikdash. Because that one day is minatayra begvulin. So what, there's no zeichel of Mikdash for this. Arava, since it, there is no mitzvah b'chlal to do it outside of the base of Mikdash, when you do it even just one day, that serves as a zeichel of Mikdash. Because otherwise it's not even a mitzvah b'chlal to do it here. So one day is enough to make that zeichel of Mikdash. Amir Eish Lakish, here's another halacha regarding how the Arava was done in the base of Mikdash. So Eish Lakish said, Kayanim bali mumen. Kayanim, even if they're bali mumen, so they, they have a blemish and they can't serve in the base of Mikdash, and they're not, there's a certain space that only those that do the Aveda are allowed to enter. But if, you're not, if you can't do the Aveda, if you're a Yisrael, or if you're a Kayin of Baal Mum, you're not supposed to enter in that area. But Suresh Lakish says, the Kainim that are Bali Mumin, Nichnasin, Beina Olam Vulamizbeach, they are allowed to enter in, inside the Azara in the area that's between the Ulam and the Mizbeach, Kdeilatzis Barava, in order to do the mitzvah of Arava. Even though usually there's only the first 11 Amis, I believe it is, from the Azara that you're allowed to enter. And further than that, if you're not doing the Avedi, you're not allowed to go in. But for the purpose of the Mitzvah of Arava, even the Kainim that don't usually do the Avedi, because they're Bali Mumin, are allowed to enter there. Amle Rabbi Yechenen, Rabbi Yechenen, Seterish Lakish, Mi Amra, who said this Chiddush? In other words, he disagreed with this. So the Gemara asks, Mi Amra, you want to know who said this? Ha'iyu Amar. Rabbi Yechelen is the one that said this. In other words, as Rashi says, at this point, the Gemara is thinking that the question over here of me, Amra, is like, who, who's the one that said Bechlal that there's a mitzvah of Arava in the Beis Mikdash? So the Gemara says, who said that it's a mitzvah of Arava? Rabbi Yechelen said, because Ha'iyu Amad, Amr Asi, Amr Rabbi Yechelen, Mishum, Rabbi Nechunye, Nechunye, Ish, Bikas, Beis, Chorsan, as we just quoted, Esen, Etiyas, Arava, and Nisachamayim, Tzalach, Alamayshim, Yisirai. So this is the Allah of the Mitzvah of Arava. And he himself is the one that quoted it in the name of Rabbi Nechonia. Allah so explains, the question of Rabbi Yechenin was as follows. There were two chidushim that Rish Lakish said that he disagreed with. The Mitzvah of Arava, of course he held of it. It's Allah But there were two details here. One is, Mi Amra ben Etile, who says that Arava has to be held in your hand and go around the Mizbeach with it. Dilme b'zekife. Maybe it just has to be stood up on the Mizbeach. So in other words, he's asking the Rishlokish, why are you allowing these kainim that are Bali Mumin to walk around over there with it? If you have to walk around, so then, as Rashi explains, then the halacha actually was that each one of the kainim would have to walk around with an arava. Not just one arava. Each one of the kainim would go around. So therefore that would include even the kainim that are Bali Mumin. If the mitzvah is just to stand it up on the Mizbeach, so then you have one arava that you stand up by the Mizbeach, so why should the kainim Bali Mumin be allowed to go and do this? You just have to stand up one by the Mizbeach. That was his question. So who says it's been a tila? Maybe it's Bezekhifa. Now another question is, Mi Yomra Bebali Mumin. Even if you're going to say that it's a mitzvah for all the Kainim to hold that up and walk around the Mizbeach, but who says that that includes the Kainim Bali Mumin? 
Maybe the halacha l'mayshu misinai is just like all other karbanas that are done in the base of mikdash. Who's allowed to do the avayd of the karbanas? Only a kain that's a tamim, not a balmum. So maybe this halacha l'mayshu misinai regarding arav is the same thing. Even if all kainim have to do it, but not a balmum. So he was asking, what's your source that even a kain balmum could go ahead and do this? Itmer, we learned another machlekes regarding the mitzvah of arav. Rabbi Yechenem and Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi argued, Chadama once said, Arave, the mitzvah of Arave, Yisoyed Nevi'im. It was instituted by the Nevi'im. The meaning of this expression, Yisoyed Nevi'im, is that it's an obligation. It was instituted as a chiyuv, this mitzvah of Arave. V'chadama, another opinion said, Arave, Minig Nevi'im. The Arave is not, is not, was, wasn't instituted as an obligation, but it was a minig. It was made as a minig that it should be done, but it was never instituted as an obligation. And Rashi says the difference if it's an obligation or just a minig is whether you can make a bracha on it. You can only make a bracha if it's a if it's a chiyuv. But if it's a minig, you can't make a bracha. Okay, so that's uh, the machlokes. So first, the Gemara says to stayim or bring you a proof that Rabbi Yechanan who the Amma, Rabbi Yechanan is the one that said yisoid nevim that it's. They instituted it as an obligation. That is, they instituted it as an obligation. This is a clear proof that this is what Rabbi Yechenin said. But now the Gemara questions this. Did Rabbi Yechenin say that the Nevi'im are the ones that instituted this? But these three things. As we just said, this is the, the, the Nevi'im didn't institute it. It's When he was asked this question, when Abba was asked this question, he was, he was astounded. He, 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 he didn't answer. He remained quiet. And then when he answered, he said, he said as follows, It was but it was a forgotten halacha. And and the Nevi'im came and they brought it back and they instituted it again. So true, it is Allah Lama but they brought it back after it was forgotten. Did Rabbi Yechenin say that this is what happened? That when they went to Golis Bavel, they forgot it and then they came back to the second base of Mikdash, the Nevi'im then, which is Chagi, Zechariah, Malachi, they are the ones that instituted it again. But Rabbi Yechenin holds that they didn't forget anything. Rabbi Yechenin said, he was speaking to his own students in Eretz Yisrael. Rabbi Yechina was in Eretz Yisrael. Rabbi Yechina was saying that I thought that the Torah is yours. In other words, the students in Eretz Yisrael. And then Amri, then I said, then we said, the that really the Torah belongs to the, to the Yidin that are in Bavel. And the reason why he said that is, Rashi here brings that Rav Kahana, which was from the Talmidim of Rav of Bavel, he came up to Eretz Yisrael and he was a very sharp uh, student. And Rabbi Yechina heard the Divrei Torah from Rav Kahana. So Rabbi Yechina said, wow. I thought that we have Torah. Now I see that the Yidin in Bavel, they have the Torah much more than we have. And the reason is because when the Yidin went into Golis Bavel, Rashi brings the Pasuk over there, that there were very big Chachamim that went down to Bavel and they preserved the Torah in Bavel. And they actually have the Torah in Bavel even more than we have it in Eretz Yisrael. So therefore he said, Dulahaini, the Torah belongs to the Yidin in Bavel. So if so, the Gemara's question is, we can't say that according to Rabbi Yechen, and what happened was when they went to Bavel, they forgot it and then the Nevi'im reinstituted it. They didn't forget it at all. Therefore, the Gemara gives a different answer. Loi kasha. There's no questioning. Kam b'mikdosh. This that Arava is the halacha l'mayshem Sinai is the Arava that's done at the base of mikdosh by the mizbeach. Kam b'gvulin. The whole argument between Rabbi Shua ben Levi and Rabbi Yechanan, whether it's a yisaid neviim or minig neviim, is talking about today. B'zman azeh. This that we do the mitzvah of Arava today or outside the base of mikdosh 
who instituted that? It's only in the base of Mikdash. That was an argument if it's a Yisaid Nevi'im or it's a Minig Nevi'im. Okay, interesting. So the Taisus over here, this is a very famous Taisus, a long Taisus. And the main thing that Taisus talks about, just one point, is the halacha of a bracha on halal on a shchidish. Because as I mentioned before, Rashi says that <coughs> the, the nafkemina here is, if it's only a minig nevi'im, you don't make a bracha on arava. Like, like today, do we make a bracha on the mitzvah of arava on a shan arava? No. Why? Because it's only a minig. And on a minig, you don't make a bracha. So Taisus says, saying halal on a shchidish is only a minig. It's not a chiyuv. So therefore, l'chayri, you shouldn't make a bracha. Like you see here, Rashi says. But then Taisus brings another shit and says that maybe Hal is different. Arava, just, because it's just a very, very small, minor action. It's just about holding it in your hands or maybe shaking it in your hands. So that doesn't deserve a bracha. Mashenkin halal, when you're reading the whole entire halal, even if it's a minig, maybe that you do make a bracha. So there's a discussion in Taisus about this. And adayay mazeh, this is something which is not resolved. And even in Minig Chabad, there are those that make a bracha, there are those that don't make a bracha. Chesidim Amon never made a bracha. The Rebbe used to make a bracha. Akoponim, it's, it's something that even you go today in a shul, some will make a bracha, and some will be yetzer with the shliach tzibur and not make a bracha. This, this is one of the places in Shas, where there's here and in brachas, where Taisus discusses this subject. Yeah, some specifically Rishchaydish. Rishchaydish, it's not a chiyuv. On Yontiv, uh, when you say the whole halal, then it's a chiyuv. But in Rishchaydish, where it's only a minig, it's a big shayla about the bracha. Om Rabbami, Rabbami said, Aravet Srichashir. The Aravet, the size of the Aravet, also has a certain minimum size. And also, Ve'enin Etelas Elabifniatzma. The mitzvah of Aravet is to be taken separately. You can't be yet to the mitzvah of Arava with the Arava that's there inside your Luluf. That's what he said. So the Gemara asks on this. Once he said, that you must take the Arava separately. So Pshita, isn't it obvious that you're not yet with Arava inside the Luluf? Why did he have to say that again? So the answer is, because I would think to say, Hanemili. When is he not going to be Yetzir with Arav inside the Lulav? If he didn't pick it up twice. If he didn't pick up the, the Lulav once for the mitzvah of Dal Minim, and then a second time for the mitzvah of Arav. If you picked it up once, and then you picked it up a second time, so maybe then you could be Yetzir with Arav that's inside the Lulav. That's why he said again, that you're not Yetzir with Arav and the Lulav, even if you picked it up a separate time. Rav Chiste, Amr Rav Yitzchak, Rav Chiste, the name of Rav Yitzchak argues and says, Adam Yetzi de Chavasei ba'arav shabalulav. You could be Yetzi the mitzvah of arava with the arava and the lulav. When it comes to Shana Rabbi, you don't have to get separate aravas. You can pick up the lulav once for the mitzvah of lulav, and then you pick it up a second time, and maybe you want to bang it on the ground the way our minig is today. You can bang it on the ground with the arava that's inside the lulav. And two aravas is good enough. The minig that we have today, that we have five aravas for the mitzvah of arava, that's apikabala, heigvuris. But mitzad uh, minig, the two aravas that are inside the lulav is enough, and as we'll see soon, <coughs> the shear is actually even less than that. Maybe let's see. So the Gemara says, "V'kama shiura." What's the shear of the mitzvah of arava? Amar Rav Nachman. So there's a machlekes here. Rav Nachman says, "Gimel bade alen lachen." Three stems with uh, with moist leaves on it. But Rav Sheishu Samar. Rav Sheishu says, "Afila ala echod ubad echod." Which sounds like what Rav Sheshis is saying is one leaf and one stem. So the Gemara clarifies, the Gemara asks, Is that the shear? To have just one leaf, just a, a separately a leaf and just one stem? 
you, you don't even see Bechlal what this is. It's like you're not nicker that you're doing a mitzvah Bechlal. Elo Eime, so no, what he meant to say is, Afila Ola Echad Bibad Echad. One stem with one leaf on it. That's the shear of the mitzvah. Okay, so the Rebbe speaks about this Barichas and the Sikha, all these, these details that it says there regarding this mitzvah of Arava in connection to the point that I said before that this mitzvah of Arava is unique. It's always Daicha Shabbos, or, or we make sure that it doesn't fall out in Shabbos. This shows on that Etzaman Hashem of that direct connection without any flavor, without any taste, without any smell. So the Rebbe says th- that this is the reason why, according to one opinion, and this is the way we paskin, it's a minig. We know a minig has a very high source. It says regarding the hakafis that it's something that is not written in Teireh, not even in Teireh Shabbat because a minig has a higher source than anything else. It's the same thing with Harava. Harava is only a minig. And also this shear of Ola Echad, the Bad Echad, the Rebbe shows, shows in the union of Echad, the Achdas, Echad. The deepest connection, no numbers, no divisions, the Echad of the Ebesher that's revealed in the Etzim HaNesham of Yid. And another point over here is that this uh, mitzvah of Arava, you can't take it together with the Lulav. Because that's missing the whole point. The whole point of Darava is the Pshitis. Without any other, don't mix in anything else. Just Darava itself. You want to be Yetz of the Mitzvah of Darava with Darava of the Lulav, Adarava. The whole point is to separate Darava. Just the Pshitis of a Pasha to Yid without any Seichel, without any, uh, nothing else. Just Darava alone. That's the Ikechilish of this Mitzvah of Darava, that it's done separately. Amar Aivu, Aivu said, I was standing in front of Rabbi Lozabat Sadiq. And a person brought an arava for him, to, for the mitzvah. Shakal, he took it. Chavit, chavit. So there's two opinions what chavit means. Rashi says he, he waved it. According to the Rambam, he banged it, like our minik today. Veloi, barach, and he made no brach on it. <coughs> so we see that what Rabbi Lazarus Sadek held is, minik nevim. It's just a minik, so you don't make a brach on this. Aivu b'nei brati derav. They were the grandchildren, the, do- the, the, the sons of his daughter. Of Rav, I saw a Ravla Kamei the Rav. They brought for Rav and a Rav. Chovit, chovit. He waved it or he banged it. Veloi barach. He made no bracha. Kasava. Rav is well held. Minig neviimu that it's only a minig. So that's why we pass in this way today. Omar Ivo. Now, since the Gemara brought what Ivo saw by Rabbi Lazar so the Gemara brings another few things. So Ivo said that have a Kamei the Rabbi Lazar I was standing in front of Rabbi Lazar Sadik. There was an individual that came to Rabbi Lazabat Sadiq and Amaleh he told Rabbi Lazabat Sadiq as follows Karyase Isli, I own villages. Karmaya Isli, I also own vineyards. Zaysaya Isli, I own uh, olive trees. And Vaosu, B'nai Karyasa, the people of the vineyards come, Umekashkishin Bikarmaya, and they are weeding my, they're, they're, they're improving the field. What's the exact translation out there for Makashkishin? Huh? H-O-E. Okay. They're improving the, uh, the vineyard. The Gemara will soon say exactly what they did. And the point that it, uh, we're talking about over here is, as Rashi says, this was in Shmita. So these people of the villages are coming and working for me. They're improving the vineyard. And as a payment for them, I give them to eat from the olive trees. So he was asking Rav, uh, he was asking Rav Elazar Sadik, Arich, is this okay? Is this accepted? Or is it not accepted what I'm doing? In Shmita, am I allowed to have these workers doing this work and I'm paying them from my olive trees? Amalei, so he answered him, Loyarich, you're not allowed to do this. Right, so why, why isn't he allowed to do this? Because you're, you're, the olive trees are supposed to be hefker for the poor people. You're not supposed to use it to pay your workers. So have a kashavik leva So he was leaving. He was walking away from Rabbi Lazar Sadik. 
Omar, I've been living here in this area for 40 years. I haven't seen a person that's walking in a straight path, such a such a like this individual. He came, he wanted to know, and he did the right thing, and he accepted the answer happily. So then Hadavasi, this person came back to Rabbi Lazabat Sadiq, and he asks him, So my method, what should I do with these people that are working in my field? So how should I pay them? You can't pay them from these olive trees. Afke Zesaya, leave your olive trees to be Hefker, Lachashoichya, for the poor people. And Vitan Pritya Lakeshkushi Kramim. And you have to pay from your own pocket, from your own money, you have to pay for these people that are working in your vineyards. That's what he told him regarding Shmita. Oh, the obvious question. So he's not allowed to pay them from these olive trees, because the olive trees are supposed to be hefka for the Aniyim. But the question is, why didn't he tell them that they're not allowed to be working in the field? It's Shemitah. What's going on over here? How are they Bechlal working in the field? We learned in Abraise, when the Torah says, In Shemitah, you should leave the field alone and not work there. So there's specific works that are not allowed to be done in the field. And the Abraise says, Onetashto means you should leave it alone, not take out the stones and the things that don't allow the trees to grow. And melakashkesh is also a work improving the field, as we'll see in a moment what this is, that you're not allowed to do. So how did Ibachlal allow him to have these workers there in the field? So he answered, There's two types of kishkushi. This improving the field in this way, there are two types. One is chad stumi pili. One is to close up the openings that there are when you have the roots of the vineyards that are exposed, it gets ruined. It could, it could, get, it could, it could ruin the entire vineyard. So that's one type. And And one is what you're doing in the field to improve, to, to, to make the vineyards in a better condition. So to bring the vineyards to be in a better condition also. That's not allowed to be done in Shemitah. Sisumi pili, just to close up the roots that it shouldn't get destroyed, shoddy. That's allowed. You're not improving the trees, you're just making sure that it doesn't uh, die, it doesn't get destroyed, that's allowed. And that's what he allowed them. Now there's another incident. So he said in the name of Rabbi Shabbos, A person shouldn't travel on Erev Shabbos, a distance more than three parsois, because he might arrive home late, he might not come in time, that he won't have time, that food should be prepared for him for Shabbos. He won't have what to eat for Shabbos. That's only if you're coming back home. So if you're coming back home, you don't have any food prepared for yourself. You're relying on the people in your house to prepare the food for you. And they don't know you're coming. You arrive very late and they won't have food for you. If you're traveling to a hotel, to another place, you're not going home. So then there's no problem. You probably have food with you. So the food that you're holding in your hands with yourself, you rely on that. Others said differently. Afkahana said, The Chiddush over here is, even if you're going home, and when you get home, you're going to find something to eat there, even though they won't prepare food for you, but going home, there should be some food over there. Even going home, you should not travel and come home late before Shabbos, because you might, they might not have enough for you. If you're not going home, for sure you shouldn't travel late before Shabbos, because where you're arriving, nobody's preparing any food there. 
Amar Rav Kahana, Rav Kahana said, Bididi with me there was this incident that I traveled and out of Shabbos this distance and I came late. I couldn't even find a little piece of fish, a little piece of herring. I couldn't find anything to eat for Shabbos. So that's the reason why you shouldn't you travel Morak, late. You need a Moroccan wife and you always have food extravagant. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Just let's finish off to the Mishnah. It said, Mitzvah Lulav Keitzad that they would bring the lulav to the Beis HaMikdosh. When it fell out on Shabbos, they would put it there on the benches. <coughs> so, Tani Tanaka made it of Nachman, Soidrin al-Gag that they would set up the lulav on the roof that was on top of these benches. Amalei, so when the Tana, when he was saying this in front of Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman asked him, why would they put it on the roof on top of these benches? He wanted to be there in the sun and it should get dried up by the sun. A lulav that's, that's dry is possible. So then you have to say, not gag, but gav, on top of the benches they put it. In the Harabayas they would have double rows of benches. One row and inside the other row, and that's where there were the benches, and they had a lot of benches to put the Dalad Minim there when it fell out on Shabbos.